You're listening to the FSA Podcast with your host, Brent Cromer. Beautiful. Hello and welcome to another episode of the FSA Podcast. I'm here with a special guest, Matt Shiver, the owner of the Growth Accelerator. Matt is an expert at organization, elimination, and operations. So today we're going to cover all of the above uh, systems, operation, elimination. He's going to dive into that and kind of give us uh, some insight there. So Matt, uh, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Brent, for having me. Excited to, to jam. We've been we've been going back and forth and collaborating and, and sharing nice. ideas for a while. So it's it's cool to 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 have some time to to share share what we talk about in, exactly. in the DMs and back and forth to to other people. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be a blast, man. So Matt, I know you are like really, really dialed in. I see your marketing. Your marketing is phenomenal, by the way. Thanks. You're really dialed in on, you know, spending the most effective time in the business, right? making sure that your systems are dialed in, your marketing's dialed in and that you're, you know, you're, you're like a, it, it seems like you're really good at putting together like a solid offer, like mm -hmm. front to back. Right. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. We'll go with the, the systems, right. And system or, or, or keeping it simple, right? Like, I think that's, yeah. that's one of the most important things when it comes to, to either starting a business or trying to scale it is like, rather than having uh, five different traffic channels and, um, different offers it's like how can we streamline everything to where we've got like what is the main traffic channel that's working for us it's, it's good right. to have some other ones but like what is our main system or process that we do to to take somebody from a, a cold person that doesn't know us sure. to nurturing them indoctrinating them and who we are to booking a call to having them become a client and all those things. So like, I, I'm a huge fan and proponent of just simplifying. So like we were, we yeah. were talking just like eliminating things because mm -hmm. the, the less steps I have as part of my process, the better, because the more I have, the more metrics and stuff I need to track where it's mm -hmm. like, you know, if, even For if sure. I had an, an extra call in there, or if I add something then I now have to take into consideration, how is that step or part of the process affecting the entire process or system as a whole? Right. So I'm a yeah, big fan on just, just simplifying and keeping it easy and simple. Yeah. And so less moving parts, yeah. less, less things to break. Right. Yeah. 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 That makes perfect sense. Okay. And so, okay. So, so talk to me about that a little bit more. So like, who, who is it that you're helping like specifically? Yeah. My, my main offer. So the growth accelerator, I hope help health coaches. So similar, similar demographic health coaches, as well as clinicians. So mm -hmm. I'm a physical therapist by trade. I went to PT school and while I was in PT school, I had an online coaching business. I was, I was mm -hmm. someone else's assistant coach too. So I was like, I was in, uh, in class learning to be a PT, but also just playing the entrepreneur game on the side. Right. And, right. um, yeah, so continued, continued to do that throughout PT school, graduated PT school, started my own online fitness business and, uh, was able to build that scale it and actually exited, exited one company. And then, uh, at the same time was like leaving physical therapy. So I have a heart, I have, I have a place in my heart to, to answer your question right. of helping more clinicians, people that mm -hmm. want to create online offers. Um, but I also do help a lot of like health, fitness, nutrition, even some life coaches as well. Got it. Got it. That's like a big thing now, right? Like, like online physical therapists like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, 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 there's telehealth, which is like what some PTs, doctors, and sure. people are trying to do. Right. So it's, it, there's telehealth and then there's also 
just being a health coach, being like a, mm -hmm. like a fitness coach, right? So you could still program for people after they've completed their plan of care. And right. that's more of the, the, the angle that I like to take as opposed to creating tele telehealth, because it's still like telehealth still is dictated around, like, I still got a bill. I still have to bill and have sure. codes. I still have to take notes yeah. versus like, you know, online coaching could be like, you know, here's my, here's my offer. We're going to work together and we're going to like improve your lower body strength now that your ACL is, is good to go. And that's nice. really similar to what somebody would do when it comes to like okay. weight loss coaching or strength and conditioning. Like it's, it's essentially the same thing. Right. So for a lot of people that that's the avenue that I really like them to take is, can we create an offer that's simple? Cause telehealth just adds more complexity to it. Sure. Um, yeah. That's, that's super interesting. Okay. So you're taking somebody from like a very regimented job where they're in, um, in a career, you know, they have to, again, everything with like billing and coding, like you have to be extremely granular with like your notes and then you have to deal with all the back end things. So essentially you're taking them out of that, allowing them to be their own boss, right. Kind of do things their way, have their own style, have their own brand and still help people yeah. in the same exact method. Exactly. And it could be a bolt on service. Nice. There's, there's, there's some, there's some, uh, PTs that own their own private practice. And it's like, you know, it's a one to three person clinician shop. They're like, they're smaller and mm -hmm. they want like another stream of recurring revenue because typically with, with any type of clinician, it's like, you know, I'm in pain, help me get out of pain. And then exactly. like three months later, 90 days later, you have to continue to get new business all the time because mm -hmm. there, there's no recurring billing. But with the online model, as, as you, you guys see too, is like, if, mm -hmm. if you've got a really good, good process, a good program, a good way to coach and fulfill online, like I, when I was doing my own, like online health coaching and programming for people there, it was right. really, it was common for people to stay for two or three years. Wow. And like, I had to like cancel them. I was like, Hey, you know, I, I really enjoy working <laughs> with you, but like, I'm going to do some field, more man. business coaching now. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, it's so sad but <laughs> that's funny that's funny but, you gotta uh, kick them out the door it's like hey dude you've been you've been good for like six months <laughs> yeah but yeah. Uh, i mean a lot of them um just really liked it they liked yeah. getting like daily workouts program for them they liked right. all that stuff and of course um yeah i had to, I had to fire my own clients <laughs> that's awesome i feel like that's a, a really good problem to have both from like a business perspective and and i guess like just a. a <laughs> like a general perspective, right? Like the fact that they wanted to work with you for so long. So that's great. It's a really cool business model too. It's kind of like, uh, like dietitians, right? Like not the exact same, but I think we can speak transparently here. Like I assume physical therapists make a little bit more than dietitians, but the level of, of education that goes into that is like immense. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, I mean, you, you have years. your doctorate, right? Mm -hmm. So, but like dietitians, they have to get like a master's, they have to do like an externship, they have to do all of the things and then they get out and this isn't me knocking the profession, by the way, they go into like a hospital setting and they make 60 to like $70,000 with a master's degree, mm -hmm. right? That, that, that's really tough. So it's really cool that all of these health professions have this outlet and uh, health coaching and, and uh, physical training online where they can take their expertise, their unique background, and then channel it uh, for like a, a unique, I guess, style of branding for their, their personal training. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of money to be made in online training. I think we both know that. Yeah. I mean, people, yeah, people want to be held accountable and you can do so with a, even a mid kind of a mid ticket offer, but it's not mm -hmm. hard to sell. Like if someone, especially if it, if the, if it is a clinician, who's like, somebody's already spent a few grand, probably one to two grand to, to you know, in the clinic 
mm-hmm. but like to help them get out of pain. And it's like, okay, cool. Like let's, let's do something on a more recurring basis. Yep. And that could be a few hundred dollars a month. And that's like right. very doable. Cause they've already, they've already seen the transformation, especially if it's in a clinician setting and like, they've already got them out of pain. It's like, cool, we've got you out of pain. Now it's like, what can we do to like really improve your performance? And they're like, Oh my exactly. gosh, yeah, you've already changed so much. And it's, it's really easy. Um, to, to add it as a bolt-on if that's mm-hmm. if that's what people are doing no that's beautiful it's almost like a hybrid model right like uh, yeah the way i think about it in my head is like uh we, we've got some clients that do like a hybrid model in the gym mm-hmm. right where they're doing like in-person physical or like personal training and then they go online obviously and handle their nutrition their accountability their check-ins everything is online but they're still meeting in person at least one to two times a week to ensure that they have like the form and the stability so it right. seems like a very similar concept Totally. And, um, my, my niche when I was a PT was Olympic weightlifters. So I snatched clean and jerk and mm-hmm. that brought in a lot of people, but all of them were beat up when they came to me. So like I was able to convert, man, I don't know. I can't put the percentage on it, but I would say at least half of the people that came to see me for PT ended up becoming online remote coaching clients. And I think at the time I was charging nice. maybe like, maybe like two fifty a month or something like that, but mm-hmm. it was really easy. I could do that. And then I also had an offer that was like closer to five or 600 a month that can't had like a session, like an in-person session mm-hmm. and they got their, their programming. Yep. So we had, we, I did have that. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. It's like a bolt on. Yeah. It was good. And you can really charge for that. I mean, some of the people that we're, we're working with, they're charging like 800 to a thousand a right. month. Right. For it's, that it's hybrid beautiful. model. It it's is. Beautiful. I mean, now the only thing, uh, unless you have like a physical team, it is a, it doesn't become harder to scale. It's just different, right? Like online, it's beautiful because like what we recommend is like the same uh, system for everybody. Like you said, keep it simple. The less things that can break, the better. So like right. I recommend like small teams. Um, I don't know if you know this, but one of the big things that we really, like the approach that we take, um, it's a little bit different. Um, I don't know if I would uh, use the word unique, but I, maybe a little bit, right? A lot of coaches, it's just like scale to the moon. How high can you get? Every month should be a record month, right? That seven figure company, you know, the two comic club award, that's what everybody's, you know, pushing now. Uh, we take a little bit different of an approach where we, we go more towards like lifestyle, right? Yeah. Um, how much money do you need to make to support a certain lifestyle that you want to live, right? That for some people might be $5,000 a month collected. That might be 50,000, right? There's no wrong answer. But it's like, what is the minimum <laughs> that we need to be able to support that yeah. income, right? And don't go beyond it because that's when more things break. Does that make sense? Yeah, dude, it makes a ton of sense. I uh, Similar, similar. I yeah. actually haven't. Yeah, that was sometimes, it, I, I mean, even I'll be honest, I lose that from time to time. You know, you get so excited by the numbers and the metrics mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, how much did we collect this month? Oh, yep. let's, let's, let's do another you know, a goal setting session. Let's push it. Like what's our yep. next 90 day goal? We have to be improving. Yep. But you don't legit have to. And dude, it gets, so, you get so lost, especially, I mean, I've joined, I still joined, like I joined a new one this past week, like mastermind groups, you'd be a part of all these communities and they're all pushing, right. pushing, pushing. And like, if you're surrounded by that energy, that's what you're going to do, right? For sure. But then I've also been like surrounded in in groups that are more like holistic and like just like relaxing, <laughs> right? Like shift and, there. It, yeah, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it but it makes such a difference. Like oh, for sure. When I, when I was surrounded with those people, like even for my own business, I I traveled six months nomadically. 
I didn't mm -hmm. care about growing the business. I just maintained it because I had my number. Like I, exactly. my take home was good. And I, that's all that I really cared about was my take home. So I was like, cool, right. my take home, my take home was above like five figures a month. I'm good. I don't need mm -hmm. anything else. Let's just exactly. maintain and go travel. But then I joined other mastermind groups. I'm like, head down, no traveling. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, a this is a really good concept though, because I, I think you make a good point. There has to be a balance, right? You have to, you have to want more, right? But then also have like a bottom number. It's like going into a negotiation, right? I know my bottom number. Anytime I go into any type of business negotiation, like I know I have my bottom number and then I have my preferred number, right? Like that's, that's the same thing on like a monthly basis. Like if I only hit this, it's like, okay. I'm not going to be upset about it. If I go under, I have a reason to be upset. Not even so much upset as more concerned, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what like the model that I really try to push like on our students is have a range that you're comfortable with, right? Yeah. Is your range, you know, okay, I want to be a $50,000 a month company. Beautiful, okay? What is the bottom number? What what What's that other number that's not yeah. as sexy that still allows you to do X, Y, and Z that we talked about? Uh, 30 perfect. Now we have a range. Yeah. So if you wind up at 31,000, you promise me that we're not going to be upset, right? We're just going to figure out maybe what caused that pullback. Mm -hmm. Right. And then mm -hmm. we push towards the 50 if we can, but we have that range of what's, what's deemed acceptable. So like, this is what I do with, um, like even Brooke, like Brooke and I, um, have this conversation all the time, right? Yeah. Like as long as it's within this range, it's like no alarm bells are going off. And ideally like that bottom range too. I don't know um, how, <clears throat> I mean, it depends on how people are paying themselves, but if you've got a W2 set up, like your, your salary or your, 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 your paying, you're paying yourself kind of covers your expenses. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, as long like that's kind of to me is the goal is, can I get my expenses and can I get my like, like cost of living paid for from what I pay myself as a W2 in mm -hmm. my S corp business. Right? right. And then the distributions are just like, if I'm taking money uh, either monthly or quarterly, those are just bonuses, right? Like exactly. that's, that's, that's where it, it sh ideally should be. But I think a lot of people still are kind of in that like LLC and just take out money when they need it. But mm -hmm. you know, once you can get to the point where you have consistent revenue to be able to pay your W2 or however you pay yourself right, and everything else is just kind of gravy, then it becomes yep. fun. You're like, you know, exactly. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter really. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, no, I I know one hundred percent. I just signed the, <laughs> I'm one of those W or the the LLC people who basically it's like ah good month I'm gonna pay myself whatever's left over. Um, I I've done that for a year and it was great, but uh, we're actually switching to an S corp um now for that same concept, more tax benefits and then more totally. uh, stability. So if anybody's listening out here, if you're kind of wondering between the two. Consult with a tax professional, totally. uh, not us, but uh, I, I think I think the S-Corp is definitely the way that a lot of people are trending from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you just set your, I mean, talk to your accountant, but like for me, I just set what I need as my, like what my expenses are as my salary. And then exactly everything else that I take out is just, is fun. And if I, if I want that month to be a month that I reinvest into either another course or a coaching container or paid ads, cool, yeah. I've got. I've got some extra money just to, to put towards it, but it becomes a lot clearer of like, do I have the money for this or not? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> That's a really good point. And I think a lot of people struggle with that as well, right? Because like, they don't really know like what they're supposed to be paying themselves. Um, so they just, again, they, again, I'm guilty of it. Granted it's, it's worked out, but it's like taking whatever's totally. left is, is, is really, uh, 
not the way that it should be. <laughs> so yeah. do as I say, not as I do. Profit first. If anyone, ha- if you, if you've read, if you haven't read that, so yes. it's a fantastic book. I, I've, I, I use par- bits and pieces of it, but it helped me a lot when I was getting started to realize like, <laughs> how much should I be paying myself? And like, what is profit? Yep. And even just like setting up separate bank accounts. That was something mm-hmm. that was super helpful for me. Right. So I at least have like, I have a tax account. I have a profit account. I have an exactly. expense account. I have a, a account that I pay myself from. And I just like, yep. it's kind of like the, the bucket system, right? Where it's like, you just put money into different things and then it's the exact same. You no. Know, so I've got, I've got more than enough for taxes. And typically end of the year, I'll have a couple grand left over. And I'm like, cool. I just, I'm going to go buy, buy something that I really want with this, you exactly. know, but I saved it all ahead just in case. Yep. That's it's so funny. So nice. I, we have it set up the exact same way because like the first, uh, the beginning of the year, I always fill the tax account right away. <laughs> and I put as like a, a, a good amount of money in there and I just leave it for the year. And then I let my tax guy just take from it as, as we need to. So it's so nice. You don't have to, yeah. you don't think about it. You're just nope. like, feels like you're not even paying taxes after, <laughs> you know, after that sting wears off in the first month. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. No, that's funny. Now, there was another concept that we were just chatting about that I think is really important too, is um, like just to kick it back to like what's deemed acceptable. Right. I think there's like two modes that each person has to have uh, because we've even talked about this, like within our group chat, right? Like sometimes our group chat will just light up where it's like, everybody's winning. Everybody's like, I don't know. I don't know what causes it in the world. I would like to say, you know, our, our our process has some influence (laughs) on it, but like, Sometimes more than others, like it's just piffs, right? It's big deals left and right, left and right. And the whole chat's lighting up. But then when I meet with people individually, they're like, yeah, you know, I actually wound up like, you know, just like muting the app for a little bit because I don't, it discourages Mm. me. Right. And so like, that's some of like the newer people. So if you're listening to this, like, that's fine. That's normal. Um, I think it comes down to like two things, right? If you're new, give yourself some grace. Okay. You don't just enter the scene and just pop off with four or five K paid in fools, right? Like let yourself, uh, uh, climatize, I think would be a good word. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and to not get discouraged by other people winning, but to like kind of change the perspective on that a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, even if it's just being around that environment, right. So like I, you, you, you kind of rise to the level of, of the, the group you're in. So like, mm-hmm. even though you're not there now, over time, you're going to be the one who's posting on there, but you do, but it is like, if, if you can leverage that as motivation and inspiration mm-hmm. for exactly. you to take action, that's great. But you could, if you do the other opposite where it's like, I'm going to mute it. I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm I should be part of this group. Then, then those exactly. psychological thoughts become, become reality too. So it's like, how can you utilize, utilize the success of others to, to fuel you? Exactly. And that's just it is like that little perspective shift, right? Like, should I, it's like, ask yourself that question. Like when you're surrounded by people who are doing really well, it's like, should I be upset or intimidated or should I recognize that maybe they're just a little bit further along, right? Yeah. Maybe things aligned a little bit quicker for them. Maybe they grinded their ass off for 10 years and it's just like the iceberg theory, right? Like you're only seeing like the very tip, but you just don't know. So like if you, if you consistently let that like discourage you, um, like you said, I think that starts to become your reality, right? Yeah. That, uh, I don't want to say this is anyone, but like that must be nice mentality. I think that's a dangerous thing. Totally. And, and you don't, and you still don't know the full story. They could have had, you know, exactly. an incredible month this month and last two months they didn't yep. like, that's why I'm like, you know, I, 
well, I mean, we all use it in our own marketing. It's like screenshots. It's like, oh, we just, sure. we're, we're, we're using that screenshot of like, oh, this person's got to pay in full. It was best month ever. But what yep. we don't see, and this yep. is kind of, I mean, I, I think that all of us could do a better job of it, especially in the business coach world is that mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurship is, it, it does have its ups and downs. It's not yes. like, even though as business coaches, we market, look at this person, they went from here to here. It's like, yep. well, also they went through an emotional journey. They learned so much about like, themselves and their lives. And it wasn't, you know, month after month, they kept growing. I mean, yep. yes, but there's always going to be, you know, bottlenecks too that occurred that yep. they thought about quitting, you know, like we, yep. we all have those thoughts. Oh, absolutely. And it's just, it's like, it's like that slingshot, you know, concept, right? Like as you grow, there's going to be a moment where there's a big pullback. Right. I know we had that in our business, right? When we went into the cold market, um, nobody knew us. Right. Yep. So we we, right we, there, right? we we had a really warm market and like it was all referrals for five months where I don't I, I would just post, but I don't think I did any cold outreach ever. Just all referrals. And then when we went into the cold market, people are like, Who's this guy? Right. So like that was our slingshot moment, right? And then once we got back, like through the pullback, like now, like things again, like you just have to get through the suck a little bit. So like if you're feeling that as a health coach, a clinician, someone transitioning into like the online space, that is normal, right? You're allowed to, <laughs> you're allowed to question why you're doing what you're doing, right? Yeah. You're allowed to get frustrated. Uh, those pullbacks are usually like a really, this is going to be the cheesiest thing you guys ever hear on that pod, this podcast, but like. <laughs> They usually are setting you up for something, something much more exciting, right? And they're necessary. They're 100% necessary. It's a good point, man, right? When you said when you reach the cold audience, I think that's really common. I, I, I'm, I'm, I've experienced that. And yeah. I think a, a lot of a lot of coaches have too. And that's where they're like, all right, you know, I've, I've tapped my warm audience. I've tapped the people in my connect, in my community, in my network, mm-hmm. on my social media. I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere leads. What do I do? And then mm-hmm. it's like, it is a different process to convert a warm lead or even someone a hot lead that knows you yep. to running either paid traffic or doing outreach yeah. to total strangers. Yep. You have to have a really good offer. You can't just have like kind of a, a, a bland, you know, I give programming in this. It's like, well, what's the problem you solve? Like you have to get way better at articulating what you do, yes. which I think often, oftentimes is the win, right? It's like the win is like, all right, like things aren't going well. Okay, let me look at how I'm articulating this. What's the messaging I have? Mm-hmm. You know, what is my process? Can I clean this up? Because you almost have to when you go to the cold market. You have and to. Then, and then once you do, you start to see, oh, oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> now I get it, you know? <laughs> no, it's it's such, I mean, yes, exactly. You have to think, I think it, my brain works. I don't know if it works different. It's just, it's just strange. I think about like my business, like like a house. Like if there's clutter, I have to clean it up. Right. And even if the house seems clean, like you get really in there and like, like I'm, I'm a neat freak. Right. Uh, which is, I, I think why Brooke is with me because like, I will just go on these like cleaning binges. Right. But like when you're cleaning you're really in it and I know people can relate to this, like you realize it's not as clean as you thought it was. Right. Like you start getting into like the cabinets and like the different areas of the house. You're like, Oh man, I let this go for a long time. Right that's your business. Like you need to keep this thing as clean as possible, right? Not someone, you don't have to be a minimalist, but you should, you should, you should really, really keep things out of the walkways and and because, and do these audits. We just did one right yesterday. As a matter of fact, woke up, I I like my Sundays, uh, wake up and just grind like super focused work. And I went through my entire course and just looked at all the, everything, 
literally everything. And I cleaned up so much that I'm like, oh my God, I've been <laughs> just little things, right? It, some, sometimes even grammatical, but I'm like, how did I let this go? Yeah. Right? So these no, audits are everything, man. I legit have <laughs> so funny. I did something similar. Um, at least I made, I didn't actually go through my content, but I, I made, I started going through the first two modules that I have too. And I just made notes of all the things I want to add. And mm-hmm. I'm even going to take one from this, this podcast here of like, what's your number, right? Like I've used to right. do that a lot, but I didn't include that in, in this first, yeah. in the content I have, I'm like, shit, sure. that's an, that's incredible, incredible content. Why would I not have that? So it's like, <laughs> constantly improving mm-hmm. your product, your delivery yep. and uh, yeah, keeping it, keeping it clean. Exactly. It's just like, go, just go through it and just have like the perspective, <clears throat> like your client, right? Like if you come to you with a specific problem going through your process, cause I know a lot of people like use Thinkific for like their, their, um, you know, their course modules mm-hmm. um, or like their onboarding process. And it's like, one, if you're getting the same question over and over, there is a problem with the system, right? It's not a human problem. It is a system problem. So like something that I noticed was like, people were asking me for like specific things. I'm like, Hmm, I go back through there. I'm like, ah, the order, it doesn't make sense. So you just reorder it. And it's just like, oh, this is perfect. Right. It's so simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the number thing that the range that that's really helped. Um, I know a lot of people and, you know, we, we spoke about like, and again, I'm guilty of it as anybody. Um, if anybody follows me at all, I post screenshots like a maniac. Sometimes I just like store them up for the week and I'll just post them like a madman. Uh, but what you don't see is that there, there's a lot of conversations in between those messages. Yeah. Right? yeah. Brent, best month ever. We did this. We did this. Great. But you also didn't see earlier that week how we met four times because when you grow, things break. Like we just keep talking about. It's like we had to put out 18 fires yeah. to get to that that number. So it's like you just see the big number, but you don't see all the work that goes into that. Right. Yeah. 100%. So if, uh, if, if you're in it right now, like you're in in the suck and you're like, oh, my God, like I can't get anything right. I'm constantly improving. I'm finding more and more things that I need to fix. It's like, that's OK. It's OK because you've identified them. Mm hmm. Right. And it's part of it's part of the growing process too, and 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 too, if you are taking your your offer to a cold market, you kind of have to test the offer completely because like you, if people already know I can trust you, That's... you can have a shitty offer, and people are just like, oh, I trust you. Here's my money. But exactly. then when people don't know I can trust you, you you really test your offer and you test your niche to see if it's like actually a viable, mm-hmm. like scalable offer. If you just want to have a lifestyle business and you know make make ten twenty k whatever. That's fine. Right. Like, but, but like, once you do want to extend beyond that and utilize the, the cold market, you are going to have to test and yes. it can be painful. You may have to change your niche a little bit, you know, yeah. you may have to change your, your offer and the, the delivery and the promise. So how do, how do you recommend testing? If, if you want to share like a little snippet of that testing, which part like, of it, the like niche? your product market fit, your niche. Um, yeah. Kind of where your area is in the market. Yeah, totally. I think Man, I had, I actually had this recommendation given to me um, not too long ago. It's like test by uh, so so because what you could do, and this is kind of like what a lot of people recommend is like, oh, go do market research, right? Which is mm-hmm. totally good. I think it's a great way to, to talk to people, right? You can hop on right. calls, you can ask some questions about what they're dealing with, what they're struggling with. You can talk about your offer, see if there's feedback you can get on it. But honestly, 
the only way that you're really going to get an, and you're going to love this, probably the, the honest feedback is to have sales calls with that person and, yes. and, and pitch your offer. And if you do it, I, I like the recommendation I got was 30 pitch it, have 30 sales calls and pitch, pitch your offer. Then people are really going to give you honest feedback because yep. you can go to market research and I was like, Oh, your product's amazing. It's like, cool. Yeah. Will you pay me five grand for it? <gasps> No, yeah. like, oh, really? Exactly. Why not? You know, so it's like you yeah. you 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 learn from the sales process, and yeah. that's the, the best thing you can you can do. It's like get on thirty calls with with yeah. an offer or a niche, test it, see how it does. Cool, am I getting another another thirty? See how that does, and then you can slowly but surely create and use that data to help you make informed decisions of like, okay, cool, like, you know, I only got a fifteen percent close rate when I. You know, I, I went, I went exactly. with uh, real estate agents, but when I went to, um, you know, burnout CrossFitters, my conversion rates, 35%. Cool. Okay. Well, let me fine tune that offer a little bit and mm -hmm. see if there's, you know, if I can make it. Yeah. But, but I honestly, it's, it's through sales calls. It's through sales calls. I think that's perfect by the way. And <clears throat> like client results, right? Yes. Like who, who, who's getting the best results by working with that was like something that we had to focus on a ton was like, okay, let's just pause. When coaches come to us, who's leaving with the best results? Is it this person or that person? Okay, it's mm -hmm. this person. Let's look into that a little bit more. What about that person? What are some qualities? What are some problems that they have? Okay, let's market towards that. Let's see if there's any bites. Bingo, right? Like that was a lot of what we did when we went into the cold market was that we just had to like stop and we're like, okay, just take inventory. Who has done the best? What was their income? What systems did they have in place? Perfect. We have our person, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, uh, and having good data to try or good, good places to, to track that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like having notes, having notes, for the clients that you do have. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I think a lot of times as, as companies grow, it can be, if, if you're not doing a good job of taking notes on either like the progress that somebody's having or even like the sales conversation itself is you're, you're missing a lot of opportunity because yes. you do want to pull that stuff in the future. And if you, if you forgot and you just remember where they're at now, not where they started. Cause, cause like where they started is like your ideal client of like, when you're going to do your marketing, what problems did they have when they started? Not where they have have now, which right. sometimes we can forget if you've worked with somebody for six months to a year. Exactly. No, that's, that's perfect. And use a CRM, right? I, yeah. I, I don't know what CRM you use. We're, we're actually going to be switching um, pretty soon, but we use Monday right now. It's a phenomenal system. It's just something that I think you start to grow out of, but for 95% of fitness coaches, I think it, I think it does work really well, like um, in the beginning. And there's a lot of automations and integrations that you can use. What do you use by the way? I use high level, go high level. For, that's where we're going for yeah. sales. Yeah. I haven't, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if when you guys go in there, what you guys would do for current clients. Like, cause I, I'm, I'm using it. Yeah. A lot for, for sales, like my pipeline really mm -hmm. easily. Cause I can do calls. I can do right. like SMS follow-up, all that stuff is built out and I love it. Yep. But I'm uh, for my client progress, I've been using just simple Google sheets and Google docs, yep. but I, I would love to be able to integrate that back into high level. I just haven't, it hasn't been, well, yeah, I'll, we'll talk about it later, but it hasn't been super seamless on that end yet. Yeah, that's interesting because um, with us transitioning here shortly, I was thinking to keep Monday, um, and, and this is what we do. Uh, Fit pros, anybody listening to this, um, one, record every single call. Unless they specifically tell you not to, please record it. 
um, get their permission either on the application. You can ask um, upfront, hey, you cool if I record this for quality purposes or Zoom lets them know. Now, I because there are some state laws that you know go against recording without consent. So I record every call on Loom, okay? Um, I know this is weird. On Loom, I record every call um, because one, it just goes as a link. So I can, you know, I, I can take that link. If you, if you record a Zoom cloud, that's fine too. But I take all the Loom links that I have from every conversation and I put them in my Monday updates comment box for nice. every person, right? So like if I, and then I'll put like a title, right? Like we talked about this, chatted about this, take some notes, and then I have the recording right there. So I can always refer back to any conversations I have with anybody. Everything's documented. So if I'm like, wait a minute, where do we start? I have that. That's smart, man. That's yeah. smart. I like that loom. That's so easy too. So easy. If you Does have it, it on pick your up desktop, audio too? you have to go into your setting. Uh, there's a setting in there. You go to preferences and then uh, use system audio. Um, okay. So if you turn that on, it records both. And like I said, it's, it's a super, so that's how I have everybody record them because they send it to me as a link and then I can speed it up at like 1.7 and get through call reviews really fast. Whereas like Google drive. Oh my God. Yeah. Google that, drive or even, even zoom. Like if you, if you send yeah. a zoom recording, you got to download the zoom file yep. and as a recording and you upload it to Google drive. That's it. And then it buffers. Yeah. So dude, loom, it's just a loom. link via text message. That's smart, man. I'm yeah. still not. <laughs> no, that's all yours. It's all yours. And if anybody's listening, yes, Loom. Uh, again, if you guys wind up and like, don't record people without their consent. Um, and don't refer back to this podcast if you get in any legal trouble, get their consent, please. Um, but yeah, and then just have like a comment bubble and just all conversations I have are always documented because I forget everything. So if I'm like, hey, I'm talking to Matt, you know, today we talked about X, Y, and Z. Here are his problems. Here are the goals that I gave him. Right. And then we chat again next week. So like if you were like a student, we chat again the following week. I'm like, okay, cool. Going back through this. Okay, cool. We set these three goals. How did those go? Mm-hmm. Right. And then constantly improving there. So that that's helped me tremendously. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Especially yeah, if you're if, if anyone listening it does one-on-one calls, whether it's weekly, monthly, even for group, I do it for group too. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll keep notes for group, even though it's my, the, the group offer is typically more like group calls. I'll still have mm-hmm weekly notes on people of what they're doing, what they've gone through as far as the content goes, et cetera. Cause it just, nice. it helps me know exactly where people are at. And if there is a problem or like, you know, they haven't attended a call in X number of weeks or whatever, yes. I have all that tracked where I'm like, I can reach out to them before it becomes a problem or before. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a problem. It's a beautiful thing. Um, this is something that, and I know you guys probably feel this as fitness coaches. I know you guys check in with people each week, but like, even as the owner of your business, um, I think it's a good idea to meet with your assistant coaches. Uh, if you're not right, at least on a weekly basis, like at minimum once a week and just take inventory of how everybody's doing. And if there's any like high level insight that you can provide, um, put fires out before they start, uh, something that was stressful for me. Like we, um, at the beginning of this year, I don't like it. Like I said, like we had like our pullback moment, like our slingshot and then like come January, like we just, we brought in like a large influx of people and my head was spinning. <laughs> my head yeah. was spinning for a minute. So I actually hired one of our, our coaches, uh, one of our closers, um, and like a success coordinator role. Mm-hmm. And so we batched things, right? Like Monday, here's like these 10 people and 
we, I, his whole job is to go through not his whole job, but like this part of his job is to go through every day of the week. He has a, a batch of people that he checks in with, and then he updates the comment box doing well, need to check on, gave her this homework, do this. And yep. it's like him and I meet five days a week. So every single morning he gives me like a, a report on those, mm -hmm. that batch of people. So like, I think that's a really good idea too, as a business owner. It's at least for me, it's relieved a ton of stress because of just wondering how people are doing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because yeah. ultimately that is your product, right? That's your promise. And if you're like you're promising and you're not delivering on it, it's like <laughs> exactly that's not good. <laughs> and I think it means something coming from you, right? So like if you're if you're a fitness coach and you're checking in on people and it's like, hey, just talk with my assistant coach, um, Shelby. And she said or she, she had mentioned how you're struggling with X, Y, and Z because of this, this, and this, right? Just want to touch base personally, um, ask if there's anything we can do to help. Like that means so much more for client retention because it shows like it's a team effort. You weren't just pawned off to another coach. Yeah. 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 And then so, so massive. Such a good point. Man, we've, we've dropped some nuggets here in this podcast. Yeah, so I think far. so. <laughs> <laughs> Relatively unguided, but we always like, we always catch a scent and we just go. So, uh -huh. But uh, yeah, and I, I think um, just on the back end of that, just add one more thing is when you're actually personally reaching out to these people, now you have some substance um, for resigns, right? So maybe you can be a part of that conversation for a resign, or if they don't resign because of X reason, like you have some context because you've touched base with them throughout their journey. So like you might be able to come back in and take one more swing at it to get them to resign. Mm -hmm. And coming from the business owner, it usually carries a little bit more weight. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I, I know that's been really effective for us. So if you can find a way to make that work into your business as a, as a fit pro or, you know, as, as a coach's coach. Um, yeah, that's been, that's been really awesome for us. I like that. So Matt, guess... talk to me about this elimination concept because you, you said it in the beginning and I've been curious ever since. Yeah. I mean, if we look at like systems, right. When we think of systems and processes, we think of like, all right, there's multi-steps to this. There's things we have to track. There's because typically like if, if we're, if we're making a system, right. It's like, all right, what is the start and what is the finish that mm -hmm. we want to have? And then we detail every step that happens between those. But the honestly, the best system is like no system at all. If I can eliminate something, I don't know if you guys ever read like Tim Ferriss's books at all, but he's like been a big, big influence. Week. Yeah. Big influence in, in, in my life personally and professionally. But yeah, I think the one of his, he's got the four hour chef too. And I think one of those is, I think I can't remember the steps of it, but one of the first things is elimination. It's like, before mm -hmm. I can create something new, I need to eliminate what's already there. Whether the elimination is, <clears throat> I can totally get rid of it. Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, you know, this, this traffic channel that we're spending five hours a week on yeah. is getting us like 10% of our clients. Yep. And you know what this is over here this is crushing it. Okay. Can I devote more of my time and energy or what can I let go of? Is yep. this thing really critical? And if it's not, can we drop it? And yep. can we focus our time and energy on one specific thing or a thing that's actually producing revenue? Right. It's really easy to get that like shiny object syndrome or be like, oh, you know, I've, I've got to do YouTube. I've got to do Instagram. I've got to do an email newsletter. I've got to do a podcast. I've got, yeah. and then like you do, all, you're doing all this shit, but you're just like, you're, you're not really being a business owner anymore. Like you're, you're, yep. you're kind of just like, it's, it's called the, the, the dancing bear yeah. Uh, yeah, syndrome where you just like, dancing you're just monkey, doing yeah. it. And, and, 
I, I mean, there's times where I feel that way too. And some of the stuff I'm doing, yeah. but I'm like, okay, what can I, if I really want to be realistic and like objective with this, like what, what are the things that I really need to do? What are the things that I like to do? Yeah. And what are the things I just don't like doing, but I, I feel like I have to do. Yep. And elimination is like, it, there's kind of, it's kind of through three steps to it, right? If you, if you identify a task that you're doing that you don't enjoy doing, and it's not really providing a, a massive return, you have three options. Mm -hmm. Option one is just to cut it out of the system. Like, all right, we don't need this. Let's just get rid of it. Mm -hmm. The second option is to automate it with software, right? Smart. So if it's like, you know, if I hate onboarding, well, you still got to do onboarding, right. <laughs> right? Can I use Zapier? Can I use a software like Go High Level where it's got webhooks and it's got lots of automations and workflows? Mm -hmm. Cool. Let's do that. And then last is, can I outsource it? Is it critical? If it's critical and it's skilled, can I outsource it to somebody that can do it for me? But ultimately like our job as like the CEO and business owner and like kind of more like entrepreneur, I'll, I'll put it that way. Cause yeah, it is how can I, can I, how can I create a process and then hand it off? Or how can I, how can I continue to grow while freeing up my time? I think time, time is the most valuable resource. And as we grow as business owners, how can we get our time back? Right. We can use our dollars, right? That's kind mm -hmm. of what, it's kind of what ads are, right? It's like, sure. Now I could, I could do partnerships. I could create more content. I could do more outreach or I could, you know, let my money work for me. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's a way to leverage your time, but we have to be able to learn how to create more time and space in our schedule and allow our money and business to be able to work for us. And eliminations of a, a big part of that. It's like, yep. it's just, it's just a matter of what do I eliminate? How do I eliminate it? That's super relevant right now for me. Right. Is like the uh, automation of everything, like which is why we're going to go high level, right? It's just like all the automation um, capabilities, right? And like you start to become really conscious of your time uh, mm -hmm. when, once you hit that like certain, you know, in the beginning, you can just you can just grind, like nose the grindstone, just like on it, right? Um, you can you can post everything, you can take every call. You don't really, you know, I don't want to say you don't have to protect your calendar, but that's not like a top priority. It's like, sure, get a spot, you'd get a spot, right? Yeah. And then like you start to become very conscious of that. And it's like the automation aspect and then the outsourcing is is exactly like where we're at right now. So I think a lot of people are kind of right there though. It's like, how much of this can I can I zap, right? Or can I just so create much. like exactly? so much and that's it's exciting like it really it is. is but people don't realize it like i remember even like if you guys are using trainerize true coach uh not true coach i don't know if it does yet but like depending on the software man i mean the first business that i really grew it was a low ticket business it was 25 bucks a month mm -hmm. everything was automated oh, everything yeah. we had you know a customer service rep a coach but right. one coach could service over a thousand athletes wow. now just because we used tech technology and software and automations to do that. Right. So right. it's like, and I, I've been a part, that's why sometimes the low ticket can be so much fun because you legit, if you know technology, mm -hmm. it's just a lot of automations like yep. upsells, email campaigns that are all firing and working together to, yep. to get somebody to become a, either a subscriber or a, like start a trial of something, upsell them to something else with a trial. Like exactly. it, it, it becomes fun, but no, it is, um, it is. It's like almost like if you're like me though, like uh, 
like softwares and like technology was never super my my thing uh but it's it's had to become my thing uh at least definitely recently right yeah. and maybe maybe you're like really tech savvy and that's great that was like one of those things for me as a business owner i was like i need to be uncomfortable and like actually like devote time and like study this which is exactly again very relevant we we brought on uh three new softwares this this past week and so like oh, that's gosh. what i've been yeah it's just not, they're not all like massive but like it's like um i don't know if anybody here uses like unipro are you familiar with that Mm-mm. oh dude it's it's easily here's i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna give them a, a little snippet here dude it's amazing Unipro. you market yeah unipro y-u-n-a pro um it's 197 dollars a month it automates everything for your Facebook group or close to now I've, I've oh, only wow. just started, but, uh, yeah, again, if you guys are using Facebook groups, you connect your group and it basically like, you can see exactly how active each person's been. Whoa. And if they're inactive, you just hit a button and it manually, you, it, you can watch it. It simulates a human going and scrolling and then like deleting old friends that aren't active. <laughs> Right. And then you can cancel friend requests because if, if you, if you, um, if you submit a certain amount of friend requests and you, they don't become accepted, right. Facebook will start to flag you sooner and sooner and sooner because you're somebody people don't want to be friends with. Yeah. So you can, it automates deleting outstanding friend requests for you. That sounds familiar to, um, there's another one. I also, I, I play with L messenger pro. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. It's it's really similar. I I downloaded it last week and started a trial, but it was it was buggy. So I mm. I deactivated the trial because I was like, sure. man, it's not even sending messages like or or sending friend requests. Oh, but there but stuff yeah. So yeah. but it, <clears throat> but I'm I'm interested in a service, yeah. so I will probably look that up. Yeah, I've yeah, only been you're... run it for a day, uh, two days, but <laughs> so far like it, it it starts with like a Facebook cleanse. So like you cleanse all of your outstanding friend requests all of your outstanding group requests are like nice. uh, invitations. So then you can resend them to those people again, right? So if, uh, if you're listening to this and you're not in our group, you might be getting another invite in the next uh, coming join weeks. It. Yeah, <laughs> this is your cue to join. But if not, anyway. he's going to resend it again yep. <laughs> next month. <laughs> next month when we do our cleanse, <laughs> you're, you're on our, our, our hit list again. So, um, all right, Matt. So where can people reach out to you at? Where, list off those socials for us. Yeah, you can find me at at Dr. Matt Shriver on any any platform. They're all the same. I think, yeah, Beautiful. they're all at Dr. Matt Shriver. Same thing for uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. All those are at Dr. Matt Shriver. Um, yeah, Instagram Simplicity. is my most, yeah, <laughs> is is the easiest one. That's the one I'm on the most. And, and uh, it's also hooked up to Go High Level. So if you, if you text me, I, I might be texting from my Go High Level. <laughs> Beautiful. Look at that, guys. All right, guys. I hope um, everyone learned something here, whether it be systems, automation, elimination, mindset. We covered a ton, like a wide yeah. variety of things. So this, is, uh, this is a blast, man. Uh, do you have any closing remarks, any last final advice for anybody out there listening? Mm, man, I think I really liked what we talked about today. Like the probably the takeaway even for myself is, is knowing knowing what your your numbers are right like mm-hmm. that baseline floor number and then also knowing what that that top line goal is sure and then once you know that i i would uh recommend again going and seeing if you can't <clears throat> talk to your accountant set up a way that you can get your base level stuff 
covered and paid for Yeah. to where your baseline, even if you hit your baseline, you're going to make the amount that you want to make. Exactly. And then you just start taking profit like, like a real business. Right. So it's like, and you can start to take the the profit from the actual real profit. And, uh, it creates so much more like flexibility and freedom to be like, cool. You know, if if you need 5k, cool. My business can pay me 5k a month. Yep. That's coming out regardless. And it, it creates that like quote unquote freedom and stability of like, Exactly. what a normal job would, would look like. Right. So, okay. which is, I think what a lot of yeah. people yearn for as business owners is a, I think a so mix, too. Right? You're like, you're yeah. like, they're like, oh, this is so fun. And you're like, okay, but how am I paying myself? My business right. is making 30 K, but I'm only making like 5 K. Why is this? You know, or like, you know, <laughs> and where's my healthcare? What is all this stuff? <laughs> awesome, um, Matt. Thank you again for hopping on guys. I hope you all learned something. If you want to reach out to him uh, again, Dr. Matt Shiver on all socials. If you guys have any questions, uh, just email me at support at closers for fitness or follow me on any socials uh, that are listed here in the, uh, in the bio and everyone have a great day.